We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. What a great morning as it always is when the Lakers get a win over the Clippers, especially the way they did it last night. That massive fourth quarter comeback. LeBron James going berserk. I saw the stat going around that this hasn't happened in like 860 some odd games or something like that, that a team has come back from down 21 in the fourth quarter to win. What a night for the Lakers. Of course, does that erase what we saw in the first three quarters? No, but Thankfully, it all turned out okay in the end. I've got a lot to talk about today. A lot of fan questions and comments in the mailbag to get into. Before I do, a quick reminder, do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. It's the playoff push. All of these games, they matter so much. So make sure you subscribe. Turn on notifications so you stay in the know whenever we put out a new video. Podcast listeners, make sure also that you give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. Great way to help out the show. All right, on with it. Let's take a look at the current standings right now. After that win, the Lakers, well, they're still sitting in the nine seed. Why? Because teams in the West keep winning, except look at Sacramento, four and six in their last 10 games. That's helpful. The Lakers now just two games back of the Kings. Remember what we're looking for here. I'll be honest. I would love to see the Lakers get to the, the sixth seed, the five seed. There, three games back of each. That loss to the Suns the other day greatly hurt their chances of doing that because Phoenix does have one of the most difficult schedules from here on out. But uh, the Lakers, three games back of the Suns, three games back of the Pelicans. They do own the tiebreaker over the Suns. So it, I won't say it's impossible, but you got to leap a bunch of teams here in order to get it done. We're talking about leapfrogging three teams in the final stretch here. Lakers have 22 games left. That's not going to be easy to do. Uh, but most likely what we're cheering for here, it's the Lakers to get up to the seven or the eight seed. And why that's so important, because the Lakers, if you're in the play-in tournament, you want to be seventh, ideally, because then you get home court in the first game. But seven and eight has the advantage of being in a double elimination situation. You have to lose twice to get knocked out. Nine or ten, you only have to lose once and you're done. So quick, quick reminder the way it works. Nine plays ten. In this case, it would be Lakers versus Warriors. Winner goes on to play the loser of 7v8. 7v8 plays and the winner becomes the seventh seed. Loser plays the winner of nine versus ten. So the loser of nine versus ten goes home. In this case, let's say the Lakers beat the Warriors. The Warriors would go home. Let's say the Mavs beat the Kings. The Mavs would become the seventh seed. The eight-seeded Kings 
uh, would go up against the nine-seeded Lakers. The winner would become the eight-seed and will play the one-seed in the first round of the playoffs. So if you're the Lakers, you really want to be the seven or the eight-seed. A seven-seed gets home court, nine-seed gets home court in the first game because you don't want to be in a double elimination situation. So that's what we're looking at right now. That's the current standings. Again, the Lakers have a very difficult stretch of their schedule coming up. You look at the West, the Mavs are 8-2 and two in their last 10. That hurts, but at least you've got the Kings that are starting to lose games, maybe providing a little bit of hope that the Lakers could indeed jump up. And once again, Phoenix has a very, very difficult strength of schedule from here on out. So that's something that we need to keep an eye on as well. Speaking of which, let's take a quick peek at the strength of schedule here because, of course, all of this stuff definitely matters. This is um, Tankathon here. Does a great job putting together the remaining strength of schedule. The, Sun, the Suns, you can see the 24 games left. They have the most difficult schedule in the NBA. There's our Lakers sitting there. The seventh most difficult schedule remaining. We're talking about this stretch that they're in. They're in the thick of it right now. Um, it is not easy at all. Then you can see there at 14, there's the Pelicans. That's a team, of course, the Lakers are chasing. You want to see them drop as many games as they can. The nine, ninth most difficult schedule, the Sacramento Kings. So again, for a Lakers team that would like to catch the Kings, that's great. That's great that you've got uh, Sacramento with the ninth most difficult schedule. Hopefully they will continue to lose games. Then this is where it gets ugly. The Golden State Warriors, 24th. The Warriors chasing the Lakers right now. 24th most difficult schedule left this season. They have a very easy path. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. All right. Again, looking at the standings, Warriors still just half a game back of the Lakers. The Warriors are in action tonight playing the Knicks. Hopefully they lose that one. Come on, Knicks. We need you to step up and get a win. Give the Lakers a little bit of breathing room. And then the Lakers taking on the Wizards, second night of a back-to-back. Right now, we don't know whether or not LeBron James will be playing in that game or not. Hopefully he does. But as of this recording, all we know right now is that it's up in the air in terms of whether or not LeBron will play tonight against the Wizards. All right, I've got a lot of stuff to get into in the mailbag. Um, plenty to talk about here, and you guys know the way this works. When we do, we open up the mailbag. I use these questions, use these comments to get into a bunch of different topics, to pinball around into a lot of different things. But before I do, let me just say, you know, last night's game, it was, it was really frustrating, but I'm hoping it's it ends up being reflective of the season, right? It's no secret, Lakers Nation, it's no secret that at this point, this season is not gone the way that we hoped. I mean, the Lakers are the nine seed. They got praised vigorously for having such a great offseason and for a variety of reasons, be it schedule, be it the team just underperforming, be it injuries, be it coaching, right? And I know a lot of people will say coaching is probably at the forefront of that, that list, but this team has not lived up to expectations. And my hope is that this win against the Clippers in such an epic fashion, in such a um, historic fashion, right? I mean, this kind of stuff does not happen often. My hope is that this sparks something in this team because we know this is a talented group. We saw it last year in their post-play or their post-all-star break run. They were tremendous. And it was it was fun. It was exciting to watch Lakers basketball again. And my my hope is that that's what we're going to see from here, that this pushes them to another level. But I, I don't know if it's going to. 
I just hope it does. I hope that game where for three quarters it was frustrating and people are throwing stuff, people are turning off the TV saying, I'm not going to watch this. Because frankly, the team did not look good at all. Shockingly bad against a Clippers team that was missing Paul George and Vitsa Zubats. They looked awful. They looked borderline disinterested to the point where Lakers fans felt insulted to a degree. Right. I mean, I saw that going around and I understand it. Like, that's how bad they looked. Like, in a must win game, they, it looked like they just were not prepared to play that game with the requisite effort in order to win it. it. Looked like the game mattered more to the Clippers than it did the Lakers and shouldn't matter that much to the Clippers. I mean, they're pretty locked in in terms of uh, their, their playoff stand. Of course, they'd like to move up and everything. But, but then the fourth quarter happened and LeBron picked the team up as he as he's done so many times and carried them and got everybody going and everybody else picked it up. And I just hope that spark ignites something in this team. That's what I'm really hoping for here from here on out. I hope that game winds up being reflective of the season. The first three quarters were not good. The first three quarters were frustrating. The first three quarters were annoying. But then in the end, we saw what this team can really do. So that's my hope is that this sparks something in the Lakers. And that's why, as Darvin Ham said last night after the game, you have to beat the Wizards. This all this gets washed away if you don't beat the Wizards. You have to beat the Wizards tonight. Your schedule is way too difficult. You have to get the win uh, in this one. Otherwise, what you did last night, well, kind of for naught, isn't it? If you turn around and drop a game to the Washington Wizards. So, got to get this win tonight. Keep it going. Turn this spark into a flame. That's what I want to see from this Lakers team from here on out. I'm really hoping that that last night's win, as unprecedented as it is, will mean something, will really mean something to this team. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into the mailbag here. Sublime, great band, said, W, I don't know, Trev, Ham keeps getting saved by these players. Also, I'm not sure if I'm the only one noticing, but Ham is making Spencer a spot-up shooter. I'm noticing as well. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, is he being used in an optimal way? No, he's not. And I've got a lot of fans that are upset about that. We did see him play make a little bit. He had a really nice um, pass in the paint where he drove baseline, drew the defense, and then passed it to Rui Hachimura, I believe, for a score. I think it was for a Rui dunk. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie can certainly do that. I know Darvin Ham has been kicking him out to the corner a lot. The percentages say that's where he's at his best. Shooting the ball is from the corner three. Should he be on ball a bit more? Maybe. Uh, maybe I the only way that I give Darvin kind of a pass on this is Spencer's still new. How much are you trying to tweak things around Spencer Dinwiddie right now when things are on the fly versus how much should Spencer Dinwiddie be adapting his game to fit in with this Lakers team? I think it's probably more of the latter should be happening than the former. So I give him a bit of a pass in that regard. But yes, ultimately, you do need to get Spencer Dinwiddie more on-ball opportunities, more pick-and-roll situations to pass the ball. He did have a bad turnover late, but I thought we saw a little bit against the Clippers, some of the playmaking. He did finish up with six assists. So some of the playmaking that we were hoping to see when he came to L.A., and I believe that's something that will be revealed in his game as things go, as as we continue on here. But um, again, Darvin Ham has to... Push the right buttons there. And as far as Ham keeps get, getting saved by these players, I did not think he coached a, a great game uh, last night. And despite the result, I didn't think he coached a great game. I thought there were a lot of areas that, that could have been better uh, just in terms of the, the in-game management that were not. 
that weren't. And so I don't look at that game. Well, look, if they win, everybody's going to get some credit, right? And Darvin Ham's going to get some credit because they won the game. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. But I try to be uh, overly complimentary of Darvin when we see things go well, when we see things happen. Like I try to make sure I point that stuff out because we do spend a lot of time criticizing Darvin Ham as a, as a Lakers fan base. We spend a lot of time criticizing Darvin Ham. So I feel it's only right that when we see things happen that are positive, especially when it's, it's clear, like coaching decisions that are a positive, I feel a responsibility to make sure that we point those things out in this game. I would love to sing Darvin's praises. I did not think he coached a particularly great game uh, against the Clippers. I, would, I won't say it was bad, but I think there were some very clear, glaring missed opportunities in terms of the the in-game decision-making um, on Darvin's side. All right, Gabriel said, real ones step up when it's time to do work. Way to lead by example, LeBron, LFG, Lakers. Yeah, I mean, LeBron stepped up. Uh, the thing about LeBron is he can't do this every single game, but man, is it, I mean, absolutely breathtaking when he does. Ace of Hearts said, love that the last time the Lakers faced the Clippers in a Lakers-owned shared arena, they beat them in the biggest comeback deficit this season and cap off a 3-1 and one Lakers season series. Yeah, that that makes it mean all the all that more. You know, I mean, not only are we at the point of the season where we're at, where it, every game is, is increasingly important and you're playing a Western Conference opponent and, and all of those things matter, but it's also the, unless the Lakers see the Clippers in the playoffs, it's the last time these two teams will play each other while residing in the same building. It's the last time the Lakers will play at Crypto.com Arena the Clippers with the Clippers having home court with it being the Clippers floor. So it, that adds a little something extra to it, right? Doesn't that, that makes it feel that much better that, Hey, it's kind of like you're, you're evicting the Clippers. You're kicking them out the door um, with this win. So I like it. I like it. Now I just wish, I just wish we were clip kicking the Clippers out the door to like Seattle or Hey, the Chargers left San Diego. Go back. You can have the whole city to yourselves, right? Just somewhere else. Just be somewhere else. Wouldn't it be nice to just kick them out? Out? That, that would be wonderful. Uh, Josh said, LeBron just made a vintage Lakers moment. Yeah, this is, well, okay. The win over Boston with no LeBron and no AD. The win in double OT against the Warriors. Like, and this game. These are These are the three standout moments now of the season, right? The, that's it. Those are the three big wins, the three feel-good um, Ws that we've seen this season. Ideal Light said today was that was LeBron against the entire Clippers, one of his best games against the Clips. Dilemma is LeBron playing tomorrow. I don't know. I can tell you what. I don't think he should have to. He shouldn't have to play in order for the Lakers to beat the Wizards but I don't have a ton of confidence that they're going to if he doesn't play because we've seen, again, I've, I've said it a bunch of times, this has been the Jekyll and Hyde season. I hope, obviously, that they just take care of business and do what they need to do and get the win. That's what I what I hope. And they should be able to do that without LeBron. Should is the key word. Mike Conley said, I'm still not falling for it, LOL. If you followed the game with us over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation, which is where you can also watch the game with us tonight. Or Lakers versus Wizards, um, uh, as well as on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation. I, the comeback started. 
And I just kept saying, I'm not falling for it. I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not falling for it. And once I was on that side of, I'm not going to believe that this is going to happen. Once I was there, I couldn't leave that side. I couldn't leave that side for fear of jinxing it, for fear of jinxing the comeback. And so I just kept saying, I'm not falling for it. I'm not getting my hopes up. And uh, fortunately, they they saw it out. They got the win. And boy, that was one, I mean, easily one of my favorite moments of the season, seeing that comeback victory over the Clippers. I mean, think about that. In what's been, again, let's face it, a disappointing season. Your two high points are an epic, historic comeback win against the Clippers and a superstarless win against the Celtics in Boston. Those are like your two high points of the season right now and, and, and a win over the Warriors as well. That that feels pretty good, right? That feels good that, that your high points, it's not like, hey, a high point of the season is LeBron went for 70 and he did it against, you know, the Wizards or something like that, right? It's you've got big, meaningful wins in dramatic fashion against teams that we find to be really annoying, right? Like that, that helps. Mixmaster uh, Mix Mike said, no player in NBA history has sustained this level of excellence for 21 straight seasons. LeBron is the undisputed GOAT in my mind. Unbelievable. Well, I'm not going to argue with him as far as the sustained level of excellence. I mean, we've talked about this. No one, no one, uh, people have played this long. Nobody's played at this level for as long as LeBron has. That's that's undeniable. He's unreal, what we're seeing out of him. Mamba Mentality said, I wondered if the naysayers in the chat can be brave to say they were wrong about this team. Probably not. Another note, Braun said to Struess, hold my crown, buddy. Watch this. Buy, hashtag buy Clippers. I like it. Yeah, I mean, Max Struess had the big comeback for the Cavs, which actually helped the Lakers because it was against the Mavs. Um, and then LeBron said, yeah, I got this too. And he went on a heater in the fourth. And boy, that was so much fun. Uh, wrong about this team? We'll see. That's that's yet to be seen here. What does the team do from here? Do they capitalize on this? Do they take advantage of this? It, or do they waste this? Losing to the Warriors or losing to the Wizards would certainly be wasting this performance that the Lakers had. But yeah, I think that um, I think the potential is here for them to springboard into something much, much better than what we've seen now. Bruno said, and folks like Rob Parker and Chris Broussard still have the nerve to say this man, LeBron James, doesn't affect winning anymore. I think a lot of that is let's say something crazy so a lot of people will, will respond. Let's, let's get a response out of people, right? Because, look, if you are actually watching the Lakers, actually watching them, and this is my same argument with people who, who say, oh, the Lakers shoot too many free throws, which, by the way, they've actually struggled getting to the free throw line the last couple of games now. But the people who say, oh, the Lakers, you know, the, the referees are rigging the game. It's for the Lakers. Clearly, look at the free throw discrepancy and stuff like that. What do, you, do you watch the Lakers? Do you actually watch the games? Because if you just look at the stat sheet and you're a Lakers hater, Okay, I get it. You're going to throw your hands up. You're going to go, see? See? It's rigged. See? That's what you're going to do. You're going to throw it out all over social media, and you're going to say it's rigged. That's where you have to actually watch the game. And you have to look and see what's happening. You have to see what's happening on the floor. There's no way to watch these games and say LeBron doesn't affect winning. If you want to say LeBron doesn't affect winning every single night anymore, that's fair. That's fair. Not only is that fair, that's expected. That's not a knock on LeBron at all. He's 39 years old. 
He shouldn't have to carry the team every single night anymore. But to look at LeBron and say he simply doesn't affect winning, that's just, that's just wrong. It's just false. It's not true. And there's no way that you could actually watch the games and come to that conclusion. None. It's not possible. You can't watch the games and come to the conclusion that LeBron James simply doesn't affect winning. Now, does he pick his spots? Yes, and he'll tell you that. Does he turn it on in certain stretches? Yes, because again, he can't do it every single night. He can't, nor should he be expected to. Nothing wrong with that. But the idea that LeBron doesn't affect winning is absolutely absurd. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello world said I'm man enough to hold an L when I thought the season was over and stopped watching at the third came back three minutes left and was proven wrong. I'm sure a lot of people did that. A lot of people checked out in this game through the remote in anger, probably across the room and uh, only to be pleasantly surprised when they social media started going nuts as the Lakers comeback was on. I don't blame you through three quarters. There was not a lot to suggest that the Lakers had this in them, that they were going to come back. The first three quarters, I even put out there on uh, at the end of the third. I put out there on, on X, and it, yeah, old takes exposed, right? I put out there on X. I said, what a no-show performance, because that's exactly what we saw through three quarters. The Lakers were, were a mess through three quarters. And then one quarter, the fourth, they turn it all around. So look, we were all right there. We were all right there thinking, oh my God, this is, this is done. I mean, look at this team doesn't, they're not competing. They don't look like they are, are particularly fired up about this. They don't look like this game is all that important to them. The defense was a mess. They're getting scored on left and right. Guys weren't putting in the extra effort on the defensive end of the floor. The schemes were awful. And then they turn it on in the fourth. Things got going. They switch hunt Daniel Tice. They uh, they started getting some stops. They forced some turnovers. They They picked it up. But yeah, through three quarters, we didn't see anything through three quarters to say the Lakers were winning this game. We saw everything saying this is over. And which is part of what makes it all the more remarkable that they did come back and win. Jazz said, I feel the Lakers beat teams despite him. I can't figure out how to like his decisions. LeBron went nuts. I went into it a little bit on last night's uh, postgame show. But yeah, I, I again, I did not think despite the win, I did not think, think this was a good Darvin Ham game in terms of coaching decisions. I thought there were a lot of obvious opportunities that he that he missed. Um, 
I, I will say though the the switch hunting at the end that clearly worked. That's been a Lakers staple since LeBron has been around. We can remember him switch hunting Lou Williams into oblivion in previous Lakers Clippers matchups years ago. So I'm glad they went to that. But overall, in the course of the game, I mean, here was my big thing. I, I about folks, if you were with me on playback last night, I about lost my mind when Cam Reddish checks into the game. Kawhi Leonard is on the floor and James Harden is not. So there isn't that other offensive weapon on the floor for the Clippers. Cam Reddish checks in and Darvin Ham has Torian Prince defending Cam, defending Kawhi Leonard. Cam Reddish is in the game. Like this is what the man came back for was to be a wing defender. Long, lanky that can give these kind of guys problems and he was defending Norman Powell. Torian Prince was trying to was getting burned trying to defend Kawhi. Like I even felt bad for Torian Prince in that moment. Like even Torian's got to be looking around going, what a what are you doing? Why? He's asked to defend Kawhi Leonard and Cam Reddish is back. Like that's his thing is defending high scoring wings. It blew my mind, folks. I, I I could not handle it in that in that moment. I went, what are we doing? What are we thinking out there? Uh, that would be like if you had a, a Austin Reeves, Alex Caruso backcourt and you're trying to defend Shea Gilders Alexander saying Austin go defend SGA and Caruso go go defend Lou Dort or something like that right I mean that's maybe an exaggerated example but that's kind of the, cho the choice that Darvin made there anyway as I said I did not think he coached a, a good game uh, Jason I have believed in this team Palenka made the right choice keeping the group together um, and he's been a channel member for a month. By the way, guys, if you don't know about the Lakers Nation uh, channel membership program, you can click the uh, the join button over on the YouTube channel. You can see all the perks that we offer. Really, really cool. We do do members only live shows and, and stuff like that. It's a blast. So, guys, check that out. But uh, I've always believed in the team making the right choice, keeping the group together. On it hurt the Lakers not making a move at the trade deadline. I get it. A lot of fans saw that as that's it. They're giving up on the season. It. I, this group is still talented, but I understand it. It would have been better had they found a move. I can also say I, I firmly believe that there was not a move that would have... There were moves that would have helped, but there were moves that were extremely expensive for the Lakers. Like, the value was awful. Um, teams, are, like, fans around the league would have been, LOL, Lakers got fleeced, right? Like, that would have been the response. So... I understand that too. And does that set them up for a big summer? We'll see. I think Palinka's choice in keeping the group together wasn't necessarily about believing in this group. I think it was about there wasn't a great offer out there. There was not a good deal out there for the Lakers to do. And that was that was the real problem uh, that they ran into. All right. Super Dope Hip Hop said LeBron 19 and 5 3 on five threes in the fourth, also assisted on 11 more points. The GOAT, I mean, he was incredible. He was incredible. His impact was amazing. Epic comeback win. Well, I I can't plan trips around uh, to Vegas around. Well, there's definitely a comeback win coming. That's part of what makes these so fun. We have no idea when they're coming. MarkPolo.tv said, Bruh, I said, take out AD and Rui during the third quarter. I said, put in Hayes and sub out Rui. Uh, they were tired. Uh, Ham, Ham Thibodeau runs players into the ground. Well, right now, Darvin is leaning very heavily 
on his starters. And a lot of that, I think, is out of necessity because it's kind of like, hey, you've got to win right now, right? Like that's that's where we're at in the season. You have to find ways to get wins. But you look at, at the box score, you saw uh, AD played 36 minutes. Now he was in foul trouble. In, and by the way, that's something to watch. Finished with two fouls, but he picked up two fouls very early. So he didn't play as much in the first half as you would have hoped. Uh, LeBron played 37 minutes. That's not bad, right, in terms of minutes total in a game that's this close. 36 for Austin, 34 for D'Lo, 29 for Rui. It mostly was the starters getting their minutes. Dinwiddie saw his minutes chop down to 20, 11 for Jackson Hayes. The Lakers did go small for a, a short stint with no center on the floor. Cam Reddish came back and played 20. I thought it was fairly evenly distributed in terms of the starters were leaned upon heavily. The bench got kind of normal bench minutes. Would still like to see Max Christie get a look in there. But uh, I, I don't think tonight was running players into the ground or last night was running players into the ground uh, in this case. All right. Let's pause for a moment to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. And that is BetUS. BetUS, America's favorite sportsbook and casino. Live betting and racebook. We're celebrating 30 years with a historic offer. A 125% sign-up bonus on your first three deposits. Plus 10% gambler's insurance. Get started today. BetUS, where the game begins. BetUS, you can see the site on your screen right now. Super easy, as the commercial told you. 125% sign-up bonus on your first three deposits up to $2,500. Use that promo code JOIN125. The link is in the description down below. Plus, they give you 10% gambler's insurance for your net losses if you're active every six months. Again, I've showed you the site before. Super, super easy to use. You can find anything on here that you want any games that you want super easy to go into whether it's soccer it's baseball basketball whatever you can find anything that you want over on bet us very easy to navigate get started just use that yellow box at the top says get started on it you can walk through the process super super simple again link is in the description below uh again guys check it out check out bet us 125 bonus not only on your first deposit but first three deposits up to $2,500 with that promo code JOIN125. Click that link in the description down below. All right, let's get back to the mailbag. Dontavius said, I fell asleep and woke up to us down 21. Decided to watch, and oh my goodness, I'm happy I did. Hashtag washed king. Cam Whitmore on this team would have been fire. Okay, so first of all, this is the inverse of what we've seen from a lot of people. A lot of people have been reaching out saying, Oh my gosh, I shut the game off and now I feel dumb because I shut it off and I was I was upset. Dontavius says, I fell asleep and then woke up and they're down 21. And instead of just like rage smashing the power button and turning that thing off, he said, I'm gonna watch this. And boy, was he uh was he treated to an incredible performance. Uh Cam Whitmore on this team would have been fire. I, I mean, look, the only thing I can say is. JHS is playing well in the G League. If you've seen that, he's he is playing well. He's actually like he's hitting step back threes and stuff. I think Darwin made a colossal mistake. I even said it at the time by calling JHS the MVP of day one of training camp because we saw he didn't look great in uh, summer league. He didn't look great. Jalen and Shafino did not look great in summer league. And then the thought went, okay, we didn't see him for a few months, right? We don't see him for a few months. And then day one of training camp, Darwin says he's the MVP. So we start thinking, oh my gosh, okay, well, all right, he's he's worked on it. This guy's known as a tireless worker. It's part of one of the qualities the Lakers liked in him. So, okay, well, maybe then 
maybe he something clicked for him. What 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 are we going to see from this guy? Maybe is he actually good? No, no, he fell on his face. It was not good. Rookie season, not been good. They, they did him a major disservice by saying what they did, and it set expectations up. And then not only has Jalen Huchifino been not good. I mean, look, they had to go get Spencer Dinwiddie. They had to go get Skylar Mays, right? Because you could not trust Jalen Huchifino to be even a third string point guard in the NBA right now. So that's unfortunate. Um, but Cam Whitmore, Brandon Podzemski, Jaime freaking Hawkes, right? The three guys taken right after him. Any of them would be saying, Thank goodness the Lakers got this guy, right? Especially if it was Jaime Hawkins. My goodness. Cam Whitmore, too. And so all of that is going against JHS. The only thing I could say is it's not, it's not ideal. It's not ideal to be in this position with JHS. But it's not unheard of. It's not impossible for JHS still to have things click. He's looked good in the G League. Can he get his game to that next level against NBA competition? I think this summer during the summer league is going to be really important. He's got to show himself kind of like what Max did last summer where Max was, he looked too good for summer league. That's what we need to see out of JHS this year in summer league. That's going to be really important for him. But look, I don't blame you, Lakers Nation. I don't blame you for feeling like, man, this guy would have been great if they just picked him. Ideal light said this one was a psychological win. Once LeBron got into the Clippers' heads, they were done. You could see the body language on the Clippers' bench. Happy the Lakers won the game, won the last game against the Clippers at Crypto.com Arena. Yeah, I mean, that was amazing. And yes, the Clippers looked mentally weak, didn't they? I, hopefully that is their undoing in the playoffs because I certainly don't want to see the Clippers win a championship. So um, yeah, the, the Clippers looked like they just did not they look shocked that the Lakers were coming back and once the momentum flipped the Lakers way it, there was uh, almost a sense of inevitability from the Clippers where they just kind of went oh this is happening I'll admit I got worried at the end when Lakers were up six and then Kawhi got four straight points and then they had a chance to tie it at the end there didn't happen though uh, fortunately Campbell said that LeBron dude is pretty good let's say it together bah the goat noise I I need to get better at making a goat noise apparently Super dope hip hop. Braun only one free throw attempt and his whistle uh, almost as crazy as the fourth. I mean, yeah, right? LeBron James, one of one from the free throw line. Now, he took a lot of jumpers. I mean, 12 of his 21 attempts were threes. So there's something there. But yeah, look, th this is the Lakers on the night took 10 free throw attempts. 10. The game before against the Suns, they took eight. And that was their season low. 16 free throw attempts for the Clippers. They're not getting to the line the way they need to right now. The last two games, they've not been. That's got to change. That has to change. Logan, best offseason trade options. LA can't win a, a championship right now. I mean, we've got plenty of time to discuss offseason off trades, but I firmly believe that if Trey Young is on the market, if Donovan Mitchell is on the market, the Lakers will very much be in the mix. Lazy said, new league named La NBA. Sure felt like it last night in the fourth quarter. Dizzy, this tops the March 2020 win over the Clips by a mile for the Lakers during the LeBron era. Does it? 
I mean, hindsight being 2020, I mean, I guess in 2020, um, the, the Lakers in 2020. So for everybody who, for anybody who forgets what he's referencing right before everything shut down for the, with the pandemic, the Lakers beat the Clippers and the Bucks back to back. Now they did lose the next game to the Nets, but we kind of forget about that, but they beat the Clippers and the Bucks. And at the time in 2020, the Lakers were the top of the Western Conference. The Bucks were the top of these. The sense in the NBA was there's three teams that can win a championship. It's the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks. Those are the big three. And the big criticism of the Lakers at that point was that they weren't beating good teams. They were beating the bad teams, but they weren't beating the good teams. They were struggling against good teams. And so that was the big question was, can they actually beat good teams? They beat the Clippers. They beat the Bucks. So that was really important because that sort of cemented the Lakers as, okay, they really are good. They really are this good. This isn't a fluke. They're not just feasting on bad teams. They really are a, a good basketball team. So was this more fun than beating the Clippers then? Well, yeah, because it was so unheard of for the Lakers to come back the way that they did. But I think part of, you know, you get you still get the idiots out there that say, oh, it was a Mickey Mouse ring or whatever. It doesn't count because it was in the bubble or whatever. I, I go the other way. I say that was the most difficult championship to win in NBA history because of the environment, because you, you lost home court advantage at no fault of your own. That was gone and a lot of other reasons. And I don't want to relitigate that whole thing. But, but that was also the proof that, no, this team is legit. Like they were the best team before things shut down. They were the best team after things shut down. They were the best team before things shut down because they just beat the two teams that were in contention to potentially also take that mantle of being the best team. Hello world said you already y'all already forgot the Warriors game. Come on. No, it's not that we didn't forget the Warriors game, didn't forget the Suns game. Obviously, those were awful. But you got to be able to celebrate in the moment when when they have a historic win like that. Like they did. Realms 9, this is what the Lake show is all about. God bless LeBron and the team effort and big big ups to Lakers Nation. Never give up. Yeah, never give up, never surrender, right? Through thick and thin. Stand strong. Thailand said this uh, best part of this win is it was uh, against the Clippers. 100%. Yep. Uh, best Brian said master lock. The dudes in the front row sideline seats. D'Lo hit a three right in their eye. Yeah. I don't know if D'Lo was set was if they were saying something to D'Lo. If there were, if they were among the Clippers fan base, I, apparently those, maybe those are like two of the 12 of them, but um yeah, like D'Lo turned and said something to them and, uh, you know, shushed the crowd and everything and hit that three. If they were saying something to him, thank you for motivating D'Lo that much more. That was a huge shot that he hit in the fourth quarter. CPC said that poster by Rui, crazy how he dunks on people. He is astonishingly athletic in, in certain moments. There's other times where he goes up at the rim and you go, man, how did he, how did he get blocked there? How did he not finish that? But... Other times, if he's got a little bit of space, he's pretty quick to get the ball up over the rim and dunk it. It's really impressive. Next phase said, I'm sorry, but LeBron deserves better. The fact that he has to carry this team is embarrassing. I mean, if we want to go glasses half empty here, sure, you know, should LeBron at his age have to carry a team the way he did 
last night? No. No, he shouldn't. But it's great that he can in these situations. Uh, LeBron deserves better. Like, he's part of the team, too. It's not like the Lakers and then there's LeBron. With the team underperforms, some of that is is going to be on LeBron, too. Now, should I think LeBron should have to carry a team? No, he shouldn't at this age. And there's a lot of reasons why he's had to. But I don't think that we can look at this and say, you know, Le- LeBron deserves better. He's part of this as well. He's part of this as well. You know, he's part of the team. Nick said, when the Lakers turn up the intensity and just want it more than the other team, they can beat anyone. Um, just execute great content as always fellows fellas. Well, thank you, Nick. I, I truly do appreciate that. Um, they can beat anybody. We saw it in the in season tournament when this team really cares, they can hang with anybody. And that's what you've got to hope for the playoffs. The problem is they've also been so Jekyll and Hyde. The only thing they've done consistently is be inconsistent. You just never know what you're going to see night at night out, night in, night out. You never know what you're going to see in a game. We saw the really bad Lakers for three quarters. And then suddenly they turn it on. And even defensively, guys are getting steals. Guys are getting stops. Austin Reeves is forcing turnovers. They're picking off passing lanes. All kinds of things were happening. It's it's maddening. Uh, Fame said, do we sign Spida this summer? Uh, no, you don't sign Donovan Mitchell this summer. Uh, the only way you get him is via trade. So you're not going to sign him. And I know that's probably arguing semantics here because you ultimately mean, do the Lakers get Donovan Mitchell this summer. I would I would also say most likely no. I think that if the Lakers, what do you have to offer? You've got three first-round picks, which is not nothing. That's a lot. But you have three first-round picks. You'll have Austin Reeves. You'll have maybe D'Lo. Who knows what he's going to do with that player option? You've got Rui Hachimura. Jared Vanderbilt will be trade eligible. Max Christie, Jalen Huchifino. Th- those are your, your main trade assets, right? Is that enough? I believe that if Donovan Mitchell hits the trade market, somebody will probably come in and beat the Lakers offer. I just think somebody will be able to offer either more win now talent, if that's what the Cavs want, or more draft capital, if that's what the Cavs want. I think teams will be willing to give up a lot to get Donovan Mitchell. I think the Lakers can get in the discussion, and I think they could be really in the mix. I think they have a stronger chance of getting Trey Young, but Again, is either one of those guys on the market? We don't know. We don't know if that's even going to happen. We have to wait and see. That'll that'll be determined this summer. Uh, the first thing you need is you need Donovan Mitchell to say no to an extension with the Cavs. If that happens, then it's on. Then he hits the trade market because the Cavs essentially have to. They don't have to trade him immediately. They could wait all the way till the trade deadline. But if he says no to an extension and they offer him a max and he says no, it's on. The, the Donovan Mitchell trade market is off and running at that moment. So that's what you're looking for. All right. Uh, Clutch said LeBron, Cam Reddish, Spencer is better than Reeves, uh, and Darvin Ham is trash. I, I thought Austin didn't have a bad game. I thought defensively he played hard. I thought he was efficient on the offensive end. Did he have, he had a bad turnover late, but was Austin like the clear third guy? No. But was this a bad off Austin Reeves performance? No. I also don't think it was. I mean, he was 6 of 11, 8 boards, 5 assists, 13 points. I mean, the Lakers, their point of emphasis was rebounding going into the game. Austin was a a big part of that. So I I don't think Austin had a a poor performance against the Clippers. Uh, Sublime said, give the Clips the in-season tournament banner as a parting gift. 
I think the Lakers are going to hang on to that. I think uh, as a parting gift, the Lakers should tear down the Clippers posters and stuff that they put up over the Lakers banners, which is still ridiculous. Uh, Seep said Lakers versus Mavericks 2.0 from last year. Yep. Uh, this one said Lakers won and wife woke up from a coma today. I mean, for, that's like beyond basketball. That's what, what happened. My goodness. Like that. Congratulations. That, that, that's huge. Um, seriously, that, that's bigger than basketball. No question. Uh, wife woke up from a coma. If that's, uh, that's true. Uh, no one said, <laughs> Le eviction notice has been sent. Audios Clippers. Clippers, you are evicted from crypto.com. Uh, to be fair, LeBron being superstar versus LeBron being star in his role. Yeah, I mean, he was, he definitely, LeBron played it. We do the star in your role award. We do the superstar of the night award on the, uh, the post game. And yeah, look, LeBron could have qualified for both for sure. He, because he did play his role being that star. Superdope Hip Hop says LeBron James post All-Star 31 points, 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 61-57-57, 7 free throws total. Well, remember, post-All-Star, he didn't play against the Warriors. Um, so we're talking about 7 free, but 7 free throws in 3 games? That's 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 still that's low, even missing that game. 7 free throws in 3 games. He's averaging a career low in free throw attempts. LeBron is. He's averaging uh, this season. 5.3 free throw attempts per game. Uh, prior low was 5.7 three seasons ago, four seasons ago, 5.7 per game. So 5.3 free throws per game. And over three games, he's taken a total of seven. So he's like half that rate over the last three games. And the, again, the Lakers are not getting to the free throw line. So that's something definitely to keep an eye on. The last three games, they've not gotten to the line the way we would like to see them. And then a Seanism, you dig a hole, man, back yourself into a corner. Sean and his Seanisms, he has all kinds of fun ones. If you join us live, they tend to come out more on live shows. Um, but yeah, Sean has his his Seanisms. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. I believe he called a car salesman a, a car realtor. They things like that. Gotta love Sean. All right, everybody. Uh, that's it. For today, obviously, we've got Lakers, the Wizards tonight. Need to get the win. Need to keep it rolling. Let's see if the Lakers can get that done. That's the 7.30 Pacific time tip. We will be live over on Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Come hang out with us. And then over on the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation. You can check out our play-by-play -play there. Thank you again, everybody. Great win. I hope you are having a great day. Enjoying the victory. Till tonight, see ya and stay safe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.